There is no flavor to pumpkin. Air. There. There's your best pumpkin flavor product. Air. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Two, one. And welcome to a high-energy episode of Unscripted. In fact, it's number 172 in your digital dial. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the staff sergeant of Swagged Scarves, the one and only <laughs> Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you today? You know what? I'm doing well, man. I like uh, this Recording this, we talk about this on social, and we say it on the podcast a lot, but it really, doing this it always puts me in a better mood, mm-hmm. and uh, so whenever we get to uh, kind of do this together, it, it brightens my day, man. So how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm glad it brightens your day. Things, It's important, Kirby, to have your day brightened, and actually, as I was hearing you talk, in the dulcet tones of your voice, <laughs> I was thinking, what brightens my day? Do you know what brightens my day, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That would be the good strongs over at Comet Skew. Yeah, that's absolutely. right. So, you know, we, we've talked about how they're not only the makers of game-changing software distributors, they created it. So they, they really understand how the distributor model works. They built it for their own distributorship yep. um, and then spun it off into common skew. It helps you streamline your workflow, connect your team, damn sure going to impress your clients, Yes. collaborate with suppliers, and mo- most importantly, it's going to help you grow your business and grow it responsibly. Yeah. And you, they're, they're continually tinkering with it. It's not like it's, okay, here is the cloud-based solution. We're just going to continue to bill you. No, no, no. They continue to tinker with it. They continue to improve upon it. They continue to reach out to customers and make sure that what can we do to make it better? How does this evolve? What's next? And I really love that aspect. Yeah, and I think, you know, they're reaching out to customers. But one of the things that I think that they do great is they have a vision for what the end user wants. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because it's like so many times you're like, okay, this, the, the distributor wants this, the supplier wants this. But at the end of the day, you want it to be something that the end user is like, oh my gosh, I love engaging with this. Right. And so I love that they have that vision as well. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to learn a little bit more about CommonSQ and how it might really help uh, change your game as far as uh, growing your business from a distributor perspective, go ahead and visit commonskew.com slash unscripted. Kirby, they're not going to be sorry that they did, are they? They will not be sorry they did. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, are you ready to record, let's say, a steel level today (laughs) okay sure i dig it as long as it's metal i'm down well you know it it is oh it's the heaviest of metals my friend yeah death to all but metal (laughs) um well well, i'm gonna go and start us off today okay love it i just feel like it i I, I dig it um this this is a marketing question i want to share with you or pose to you okay so I don't know if you saw, there was a ruling in California A recently mm-hmm. that will allow college athletes to benefit mm. financially from their likeness, so mm. marketing. Yes. This has been a topic that has raged for as long as I can remember, and sure. I'm almost 50 years old, but should college players be paid and compensated beyond an education, Sure. beyond the scholarship? Um, so I want your perspective. Okay. Is this good or bad? Because this is a game changer, mm-hmm. and and I th- I think this is a domino effect. The, when one state does it, it's it's going to be 
there's gonna they're gonna figure out how to quote unquote pay college athletes. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it, good or bad? And what does it mean for from a marketing perspective? How will this impact mar- the, the marketing of consumer based products that generally rely a lot, quite a bit, on professional athletes right. to to uh, deliver that message to their target audience? So, two questions: Is it good or bad? And then, what does it mean for uh, marketing as a whole? Okay, so I would say I sort of have mixed feelings about if it, is it good or bad. I historically speaking, I think that you know I understand where people say, look, they're being paid for their education and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, the idea that the NCAA somehow has the best interest of student athletes all the time is well, it's laughable. What? I, I, I hold, have, hold on, just a second. Are <laughs> you saying that the National Collegiate Athletic Association does not have the best interests of student athletes in mind at all times? Uh, that would be a no. A okay, hard yeah. No. All right, you're right. Go ahead, okay. continue. Okay. So, I, so the idea. I, I think one of the things that I struggle with is I understand why some of these um, ideas are in place. On the other hand, where I struggle with people not being able to leverage their own likeness or make money off of their... We we hold student-athletes in college to a different standard than we do any other student. Mm -hmm. And and you'd say, oh, well, you know, that that makes sense because they're getting more benefits. Well, you know what? We give engineers um, scholarships as well. Right. You know what I mean? They're academic scholarships. They're allowed to get a job. They're allowed to, you know... Mm-hmm. do other things outside of the purview of their, you know, academics to right. make money. They're allowed to leverage. They're allowed right. to do all of these things that, quite frankly, we don't allow student-athletes to do. Right. And I always struggle with the hypocrisy of, you know, these people saying, you know, they, they get this and, and you know, they should just shut up and play. Right. Like, we don't ask any other athlete to do that or any other student, student. to do that. And so the idea, I think philosophically, I, I think it makes total sense that yeah. you should be able to um, make money off your own likeness. It mm-hmm. is your own likeness. So that is sort of philosophically. I understand the other sides of the argument. Um, and then how does it change? I mean, I, to be honest with you, I think it, it evolves, but mm-hmm. it's already evolving. Like the idea mm-hmm. that influencer marketing, it's here. It's, it's not coming. It's, it's here. Mm-hmm. And so this just, I mean, I, the irony to me is that they waited until Zion was out of college right. to make this because I'm like, if there was ever a person who could have leveraged his own likeness even more, it's Zion Williamson from Duke. Well, there's always someone though. Yeah. But, but he was, he was uniquely set up because of his Instagram following when he went to Duke. He had, he had Instagram follower, followers bigger than professional athletes when he, right. as, as a high school student. Right. And so... To me, this is just the evolution of the world we're living in. So yeah. overall, I'm, I'm good with it. I, I am too. Um, I, I think of you know. I, I don't know how they're going to implement this. Right. Um, you know, I my very simplistic view has always been, you give each student athlete, regardless if they are the starting quarterback for your team or the swimmer on the swim team, x amount of dollars a month as a stipend. Period. Um, maybe you should have you know, a little more money for higher profile athletes that do drive um, revenue. Um, I think you start getting the slippery slope there to right. a point. But, yeah. but I, and to me, it's very simple. And I look at the example 
of, of Johnny Manziel, quite frankly, okay. because um, obviously A&M was a, a huge football program before Johnny Manziel ever set foot on campus. They had already moved to the SEC, mm-hmm. but in his year, his freshman year, when he won the Heisman, how many jerseys were sold with the number two on it and Manziel on the back, and he never saw a dime from it, right. and that's wrong, yeah. um, in my opinion. That I mean, who profited from that? NCAA and Texas A&M. Sure. You know, Texas A&M um, expanded their – Stadium expanded Kyle Field, and it's now, I believe, the third largest stadium in the nation. That doesn't happen without Johnny Manziel. It it just doesn't. You don't hire a national championship winning head coach away from Florida State, Jimbo Fisher, without Johnny Manziel. So how does he profit from that? He didn't. Now, granted, he's a tool, uh, and, and he's proven himself to be kind of a you – know, hopefully he's got his shit together, and he's yeah. not the, the ding-dong he, he was in college and out, you know first few years out of college in Cleveland. But to say that he shouldn't have profited financially from that I think is wrong. Yeah. Same thing with Zion Williamson or – yeah. Joe Montana or Dan yeah. Marino or you know pick your athlete. I just want to you know my my thing is I think you just make sure that every student athlete has that opportunity to have that extra money because you make the p- same point I always make. They don't have the opportunities to get a job um, right. because they're not allowed to by NCAA rules. And so what I because there's been so much there's been so much corruption with that right. right. We all heard the, hear the stories of. You know, again, growing up in Dallas, when before <laughs> yeah. the death penalty of SMU, how yeah. you know Eric Dickerson and and Craig James would basically sit in the back of a car dealership, do nothing all day, and kind of sleep literally over the summer and get paid ten thousand dollars a month. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you, so I understand trying to legislate against that stuff. I think from a marketing perspective, I do think it's going to further saturate the market, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to further skew. Um, people who are in marketing at companies to skew younger. So why do I want a, a, a Dak Prescott who's still young, he's what, 26, when I can have someone who is in 19 perhaps and much closer to the age of my target audience. Right. So I think you're going to see a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I just think it's a very interesting thing. I think it's a, uh, a ruling that time is long overdue. I just hope they don't screw it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other piece is I think we always think about the big names. Mm-hmm. And, and I just jump to it, right? Like yeah. Zion, whatever. But I think back to your kind of sport in high school or college was the swimming, right? Yeah. Like there are some in that niche base, mm-hmm. if you build up a personal brand, the idea that you could sell goggles or swimming suits or whatever, you would have, because you'd be so close to your audience as a 19 or 20-year-old swimmer at Notre Dame or wherever, right. like you have influence. Right. And even if all that is is getting some free gear, Mm-hmm. That's a win for a, a for, again as a college athlete. I was a college athlete, yep. and if I could get rackets, oh, yep. that was a game changer for me. Well, <laughs> and, and dad, one other thing: you, the people who argue, hey, they're paid because they get a free education. Sure. Hey, you know what? Those scholarships aren't guaranteed. They are not. They get canceled all the time. Academic yep. ones do too. Yep. So it's not just athletic. If you don't keep your grades up and you're having you're on an engineering ride. You know what? If you don't keep your grades up, you get kicked out of that uh, program, right. and and you don't have that scholarship. Same thing, uh, if you're let's say a mediocre football player, or you get injured, you're not yes. guaranteed that scholarship. Yeah, absolutely, so, it happens all the time. Yeah. It really, really does. It really does. Okay, so we spent a lot of time on that, Kirby. I'm going to shut my yapper because I'm real excited for the next topic you're going to bring up, which is best places to work. 
Yeah. So I, I, was it ASI or which – I forget which publication just announced the best places to work in the industry. ASI, um, I think. Was it ASI yeah. or PPAI? I, I honestly am not sure, but I, 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 I flipped through. I, I'm fascinated by that list, and candidly, I'm envious of that list. Um, the – you know, the people who I see on that list are often the um, organizations that I I look to. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh man, like, well, I think Hub was on it. I think mm-hmm. Common Skew. I think mm-hmm. Brand Fuel. You mm-hmm. know, just to name a few. And I'm like, oh, those are pe- those are places where I'm like, I aspire to have an organization like that. Mm-hmm. I think we but, all do. Yeah. Um, so number one, congratulations to all of them. Mm-hmm. Number two, I, on the other side, I I was thinking about this this week. I I get a kick out of it because I'm like. I get, I'm the, the primary for uh-huh. hospital marketing, so I uh-huh. get the email. Yes. Right? That says, nominations for best places to work. Mm-hmm. As a small kind of agency, as a small organization, I, I always kind of smile about that because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm not going to nominate myself. Right. And then I'm like, oh, so what I'll do is I'll email it to my team and go, hey, yeah. your boss wants you to nominate this as the best place to work. Yep. And so I generally hit delete on that email because it feels so self-serving. So I, I wonder if you've ever thought of it that way and or if you have any ideas on, like, I aspire to be a best places to work, but I, I'm not really sure how I'm going to nominate myself without nominating myself. Uh, agreed. <laughs> it is one of those things. I get. To, I'm, I'm in the same boat you are, and so generally I just say, "Well, I'm just going to leave it be." Yeah. Um, so no, I I I agree with you. Um, but I think they're cool. I think it's a cool thing. Oh, I love the list. So yeah, it's no, not no, a I knock on do. that at all. No, 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 no. I know you do. I think I think what um, I I don't know how to you know. I don't even know how to respond to your question. <laughs> Honestly, it's sort of just an observation that you just go, well, someday we'll be big enough that I have a marketing person that maybe fields that email and they'll feel compelled to, to do it. So. so if you work at Hassaman Marketing, listen to your bosses. <laughs> just listen to, listen to Kirby's heart right now. He wants to be the best place to work. And you know what? I've worked with Kirby, and it is a great place to ply your trade. <laughs> so I implore anyone, past or present, if you've worked with Kirby Hossman at Hossman Marketing in Shockton, Ohio. No, I'm just giving a hard time. But, no, it is, I think it's really cool. I don't know how they reach out. I, I wish there was a better way to reach out to the actual people who would make the nominations because it would be real self-serving to send out. Oh, hey, by the way, don't know if you guys saw this. <clears throat> You know, <laughs> yeah, and, and again, it just—it was one of those things that sort of made me laugh, and I'm like, I wonder how smaller—you you probably don't see it, that many smaller organizations do it because it—it's just a credibility challenge right. on nominating yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and, but anyway, congratulations to those who are on the list. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And you know who else I'd like to congratulate? Who's that, Bill? Turvy, I'm so glad you asked. It'd be our good friends over at Turvis. You know, we talked last week, I think, about the stainless line. I want to talk back again about the classic line. As you mentioned, I think, last week, Turvis has been around since 1946 with that classic line. That's that sleek style that makes for the perfect, active, on-the-go lifestyle. It's that classic lines we, we know and love. It's backed by the original made-for-life guarantee, and it's the original double-wall insulated drinkware that keeps the hot drinks hot, the cold drinks cold, and we're not talking like a McDLT here. It really <laughs> does keep the hot side hot and the cold side cold. Um, it's the it's available in a whole bunch of sizes. Sippy cup, wine glass, stemless and stemmed if you'd like, 10-ounce wavy, 16-ounce mug, 16-ounce regular, 24-ounce tumblers, and a 24-ounce water bottle. Made in America, lifetime warranty. Are they dishwasher safe, Kirby? 
I believe they are, yes. They are. Are they microwave safe, Kirby? I believe they are, yes. Kirby, are they free of BPA? Yes, they You're are. Gosh darn right they are. <laughs> so if you want to learn more, head over to TurvisPromos.com and get more details on how they can help you there. So Kirby. Yes. So I saw something um, on a website called Marketing Evolution. Okay. That they did a study that found 21 cents of every media dollar. So fully 20% of any me- every media dollar is wasted due to poor data quality. Okay. So hmm. what, what some of the statistics from this, very interesting. 26% of the marketing campaigns were damaged by substandard data in the past 12 months. And they okay. look at seven dimensions of data quality. And I, again, you and I, we talked about data recently, and I think it's an interesting topic, especially from a marketing perspective. The more, more data we have, the better, right? Right. So the seven dimensions of data quality Timeliness, completeness, consistency, relevance, transparency, accuracy, and representativeness. So the 21 cents that are wasted due to poor data quality resulting in inaccurate uh, was due to inaccurate targeting 35% of the time and lost customers 30% of the time. So it's it's a pretty impactful thing. If you have really crappy data, it's really going to impact your marketing. Sure. And so I wanted to get your perspective on, you know, you curate data, we curate data. How do you ensure it's not poor quality? How do you ensure that it's good quality data that you're getting? Boy, that's a good one. Um, I think that, you know, we've talked about this in the past. I think one of the the ways that um, most of the data that we are engaging with is we are engaging with uh, data that is permission-based. So, in other words, the people who have, um, essentially, we haven't mined data from folks. We have gotten it because they have signed up. And so that makes it, I think, most of the time much more relevant because they've signed up to to be a part of whatever list it is that we are sending them, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, and so we have had luck. Now, don't get me wrong. We occasionally, somebody will sign up and Maybe it's not, as we start sending out emails, it's not the list that they felt, but that's the ex, you know the exception rather than the rule because mm-hmm. of the way we do it. Right. Um, and so that's how we've sort of handled it. Yeah. I, I'd be curious to know your take. Yeah, we constantly look at our data and scrub it, making sure it's as accurate as possible. Mm-hmm. So you know we, there are competitors out there who will tell you, man, we have a you have an email blast list of seventy five thousand unique names and blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather have an accurate list, and <laughs> I, I always use the phrase, does it pass the red face test? Right. Um, and so when we say, you know, we have a list of, and I don't know exactly what it is right now, but let's say 39,000, I know it's a damn clean, good list yeah. of people who have opted in, who want to see the information we send out. And so we con- continually scrub that to ensure that there's a high degree of integrity to the data. Yeah. Well, it's we, we yeah, know it's huge. Yeah, because we know data, honestly, it's it's really only as valuable as, I don't know, the insights it produces and, and the actions it can influence and, and the results that it, that it fosters, right? It's, it's only as good as that. And so if we can't ensure data integrity, um, we're going to relinquish our most powerful tool, and, and that's a huge competitive advantage. So yeah. we it's incumbent upon all of us to make sure our data is the highest possible quality. Yeah, for sure. And, and again, I think that's something that we all... Like, I'll be the first to say, I don't know that we always get it right, but mm-hmm. I think it's something 
that, you know, intent matters. Yes, it does. <laughs> right? And so at the end of the day, I know our intent is pure. And so um, we're not trying to manipulate anybody to getting on a list or uh, to give us their data. So if they do it, it is completely voluntary. Um, and so in that way, I found that we've been, we've been pretty successful that way. Awesome. Cool. Do you have another topic or you want to launch into the promo personal week, Kirby? I've got a super quick one. Okay. So, and then we'll do it. So, um, so wasting time. Yeah. Though we, that you know, people talk about you know getting as much done. I think there are times where um, you know it's good to sort of mentally decompress as long as it's not all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I think so many times you can go down a rabbit hole on Facebook or whatever, and all of a sudden right. you look up and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been on here for whatever. Mm -hmm. But when I intentionally waste time, I found that I've I've I realized this week where I go to do that. Okay. I. I have found that I'm sort of a junkie on movie trailers on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> like literally this morning I was watching a, a new movie trailer and I found that like somebody else, when somebody says in conversation, hey, have you seen that they're mm -hmm. coming out with a new Top Gun movie? I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that trailer. <sighs> Whatever. Top Gun. Yeah, but separate discussion. Yes, but, it is. Yeah, but my point is I've, I've realized that about myself over the last week is my rabbit hole for wasting time is movie mm -hmm. trailers. Okay. So what is your, like if you were to kind of look at your behavior, mm -hmm. where is it you go to waste time? I, uh, I do like the YouTube and I know people are expecting me to say a certain Southern California based rock band um, <laughs> and live performances, but it's not it. I am a sucker for cooking hacks. Nice. I want to see weird cooking hacks. Um, you know, how to, how to separate an egg easier and, and how to cook this and how to cook that. I love cooking hacks. Okay. Now a lot of them are really weird and wacky. Okay. But every once in a while, I'll pick up a tip and, and I'll employ it, and it's kind of cool. So me, it's cooking hacks. I, I, I can that. go down an enormous rabbit hole with that with YouTube. Okay. I like it. That was a quick one. I like it. Yeah. All right, Kirby. We are now at the time of the promo person of the week. We talk about it every week. It's dedicated to that one person who's grabbing our attention in the promo industry. And in this one, it's not self-serving. Um, okay. But it's very honest who's grabbing my attention. Okay. Uh, Lori Moore here at nice. Promo Corner. So nice. uh, Lori is the uh, operations director here at uh, Promo Corner, um, but she's capable of a lot more, and she yeah. has some bandwidth. And so I've we, we've jointly worked on a, on a project, and she is running with this project. It's our, our distributor program called Promo Plus nice. and things surrounding that. And it's been so fun for me to watch her take that project, which I, you know I, I wanted her to own. And, mm -hmm. and she has owned it, and she has so many wonderful ideas, and to watch her move through that process, and I knew she was always going to kick some ass with it, but just to watch it and have that, um, that belief be validated... Um, yeah. So much fun because I, 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 you know, I think a lot of people have a one misconception of me that I'm a control freak, and, and I'm actually, <laughs> but I'm actually not. Um, okay. I'm a control freak when I don't have faith in someone. That's right. the truth. I mean, if yeah. really, that's really what it is for me. And so, um, knowing that she, knowing her, I knew she would do a great job. So it's very, it's been really fun for me to be hands off on a project that normally would have been mine. Right. Um, and and honestly, I think she's doing a better job than I ever could have. And, and that's really what being a team is about and what being a leader is about is recognizing that when to get involved and when to step away. And so really, uh, I want to give her some kudos this week as the promo person of the week. 
I love that. And, you know, Lori, I've gotten to know her a little bit over the last couple of years uh, with, through Vegas trips and promo MBA trips and whatever. And one of the things I would say about her is she is um, sort of one of those people who is positive and inspiring in my experience and, and just always kind to me. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, that is something I value probably uh, above almost everything else. Yeah. And so uh, I think that is an exceptional choice for the promo person. Yeah, she's just fantastic. So, uh, Lori, I will have your virtual box of high fives shipped to you up in Massachusetts at a time of my choosing. Kirby, best thing ever. Go. I'm so excited about this week's oh, best gosh. thing ever. So, I am now, I am now, you, I am now bracing for impact. So um, I would like to know, because you have talked about your disdain for all things pumpkin. Yeah. What is the best pumpkin-flavored item ever? Well, here's the thing, Kirby. (laughs) Pumpkin really doesn't have a flavor. It's a big, giant orange gourd, and it's a flavorless one at that. The real pumpkin spice issue I've got, it's nutmeg and cinnamon, which is a, honestly, it's a delightful uh, spice blend, to be honest with you. I just don't want... Um, pumpkin spice fajitas, and I don't want pumpkin spice armadillo quesadillas and stuff. I just don't. So to answer your question, the best... (laughs) I hate when you draw me off sides like this. (laughs) Um, The best pumpkin... Is it the best pumpkin product, or does it have to be pumpkin pumpkin spice? Pumpkin flavor is all I said. There is no flavor to pumpkin. Air. There. There's your best pumpkin flavored product. Air. No. Um... (laughs) I do, okay, don't don't tell anybody, Kirby. Okay, I won't. But I love a good piece of pumpkin pie, I'm not going to lie. I like that. That's a good one. Little little dollop of Cool Whip on top, maybe Ready Whip if you're getting really crazy. But, yeah, I like a good piece of pumpkin pie. But I, did, I do not want pumpkin spice-flavored yogurt. I don't want pumpkin spice-flavored cheese. I don't want pumpkin spice-flavored ice cream. I don't want any of that bullshit. All right? All right. Pumpkin pie. So, okay, so my best pumpkin-flavored item ever is always going to be, for me, some sort of Oktoberfest uh, beer. Yeah. So I I like that only for a season. I'm I'm actually not as big a a fan of that style of beer as a lot of other people are, but I like it from about now to about 25 days from now, and that is it. During that period of time, I actually enjoy it. So that's that's my take. But here's the thing. Pumpkin is a flavorless gourd. So when everybody <laughs> says pumpkin spice, it's just nutmeg and cinnamon wrapped up in some cloves. So uh, can we call it something else? I don't know. I mean, I know everybody lo- – oh, you know, uh, I hate you. All right. You know what <laughs> I, I don't hate, Kirby? For, I was waiting for the I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Kirby, you know what I don't hate? What's that, Bill? Ending this podcast, but I also don't <laughs> hate our good friends over at, uh, at Common Skew. You know, they're makers of that game-changing software that's going to help you grow your business. It's going to streamline your workflow, connect your team, and impress your clients, collaborate with your suppliers. Truly good people over there. They care about growing your business just as much as you do. So if you want to learn more, go ahead and visit commaskew.com slash unscripted. You won't be sorry you did. You won't be as sorry as I am listening to Kirby. Draw me off sides with pumpkin spice crap. Pumpkin spice, baby. Kirby, have a great day. Thank you for podcasting with me so whatever. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.